0: How about a great big welcome for our online family, too? Come on, give it up for them. So glad you're with us. God bless you. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Okay, all right. Uh, We're going to do an SOS. Do you know what that is? Scoot over some, okay? So we have people coming in now. Would you make room for them? If you could, just slide in toward the center, wherever you're at. And uh, ushers just gave me an SOS, so that's... How many of you think we need a third service? All right. Actually, we hired some extras to come in and make that happen. No, 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 we didn't. Hey, y'all, we're talking about heaven, and we're in a series called "Heaven Is for Real." And uh, here's the bottom line: Everybody spends forever somewhere. Read that with me. Everybody spends forever somewhere. There's a whole lot of religions. But there's only one savior and he is jesus christ the son of god amen now there are only two possible destinations of where one might would spend forever and the first is heaven the second would be hell our focus of course is on heaven uh, we've got to mention hell of course to put perspective to it but our focus our goal would be heaven and thankfully and beautifully, because of what Jesus has done, we actually have access. This is a possibility. Uh, This can be reality for us to go to heaven. We don't get to heaven by good works. We don't get to heaven because of who who we know other than Jesus. It's not our pedigree. It's not our education. It's not, you know, uh, where we fall on the popularity list or it's not our skin color or gender or anything else. Jesus is the only way I said Jesus is the only way and there's pushback in our culture today you mean to tell me that Jesus is the only way and I didn't make this up folks it's just the way it is it's like somebody arguing with you know it's like well Miami got to go south you mean to tell me I've got to go south if you want to get there Jesus is the only way I said Jesus is the only way. And it's when you come to accept Him and what He has done for you, when you believe what He has done for you, and you accept the love of God, He has done all the heavy lifting, and then Jesus comes as Savior. He becomes Lord of your life. Your sins are forgiven. You enter a relationship with your Heavenly Father that's real deal. There's help for every day, and one day there is a forever home in heaven. Amen. Amen. And let's make sure that we don't miss that. Uh, This right now is really our mantra. As long as there is a heaven and hell, church growth is not an option. I want us to get that in our hearts. Would you read that with me? As long as there is a heaven and hell, church growth is not an option. And as we think and talk about uh, heaven realize that we cannot fully describe it. I have people every week ask me questions, and there are some questions that, you know, we just don't know entirely about, about heaven, but I will tell you that heaven is beyond what we could describe, uh, just beyond what we could describe. Um, Alicia and I have had five children. They're all adults now. We're thinking about having some more kids. And, uh, <laughs> she's going, no. no. No, we are a full-blown Mimi and Peapaw now, okay? And so proud of all of our kids. And as each one of them graduated high school, and thank God each one of them did, um, uh, we would, I would take a trip with them. And so the first four wanted to go to New York City. And so that was cool trips. And my, my youngest, Gabriel, when he graduated high school, he said, Dad, I've been to New York City. I want to do an Alaskan cruise. And I said, well, wow, okay. But here's the thing that threw it in his favor. His graduation day and my graduation day were the same. So the day he was graduating from high school, I was graduating from my seminary with my doctorate. So I thought, yeah, Alaskan Cruz. So that worked out. So he and I got this booked, and we have a friend who books cruises and said, make sure of this and this, and I'll take care of that, and then that. So we had favor with all of that. I'm looking online. People are showing me pictures. And it was nothing compared to what I saw. It was nothing compared to, wow, there it is. Now, I took a few pictures while we were there. I'll show you some on the, on the big screen. That's me standing on a glacier. We flew in a two million dollar helicopter across things you wouldn't believe, and landed on a glacier. We're wearing special boots and all kinds of stuff. You just can't even imagine what you're seeing and what you're what you're feeling. And then just flying over things, it looks like screensavers, You know, like you leave a you pause a show, and then your TV screen goes into all these places, and it's just unbelievable. And we're flying over, and we see bear running and. All kinds of big deer and stuff and whale watching and glaciers and just, you know, just all kinds of things. And guess what? All these pictures, look at me. They do nothing for you. You got to be there. And I'm not the spokesboy for Alaska, okay? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to draw a comparison that we can tell you about heaven, but here's the thing. I could never, could never fully describe it for you. Guess what? The same is true of hell. You just can't. You could never fully describe hell. And it's actually the Old Testament word Sheol and the New Testament word Gehenna for hell actually means, you ready for this? The place of incineration It is the most extreme, dreadful misery. And, and guess what? And it's unending. It wasn't even created for people. Jesus said very clearly in the Gospel of Matthew, he said, this was created. Hell was not created for mankind. Hell was created as a a punishment place for the devil and his demons. But see, you end up in a family or not, and because sin came, it broke our tie with God. And God said, I'll fix that. And he so loved us, he sent his son to be the bridge. and, And he left us with a free will. And so we choose Jesus. If we don't choose Jesus, then by default we've chosen to not choose Jesus. And he's the only way to heaven. So hell and the descriptions of it in the New Testament is actually the mercy of God. To warn us. To warn us to say that you don't want to go there. You absolutely do not want to go there. And the descriptions that we would read in the New Testament should shock us. They should appall us. They should strike us. It should serve as a a warning sign that you do not want to go to hell. And listen to me. I haven't been there. I've just read a little bit about it. But you do not want to go there. And if TripAdvisor gave reviews, (laughs) trust me, you do not want to go there. You want to go to heaven. Amen? Now, hell is worse than anything you could ever conceive. But heaven is better than anything you could ever dream. And that's the other thing you have to remember. And both are eternal. Both are unending. Unending. Everybody spends forever somewhere. And through Jesus, we can make our choice. Can I get an amen? Amen. So all of ministry... It always has been this way and I just want to draw your attention to it ministry is always this how to live here and how to go there how to live here and how to go there and so that's what we need to focus on now look with me in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation it says since you've been raised to new life so that's when you received Jesus your spirit was dead It is now regenerated by the Holy Spirit and you are raised to new life with Christ. Get these next three words, set your sights. Say it, set your sights. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. Let's read that again. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Now that phrase, Set your sights. In the New Testament, Greek is actually, you ready for this? It's an imperative. Do you know what an imperative is? It is a must do. It is a must do. Let's go this far. It's a command. It's a command. This is the highest urging that you could get. It is an imperative. You have to do this. You have to do this. And so this imperative here of set your sights God is telling us, set your sights. You must do this. This is how to live here. This is how to get there. Seek after, look for, desire, strive after, crave, and fixate. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. So guess what? We're here on earth, but God wants us to set our sights on heaven. Are y'all here? Now hold with me because we've got got to kind of layer this. Max Licato, great Christian author says this, seek heaven the way a sailor seeks the coast or a pilot seeks the runway. Head for home the way a pigeon wings to the nest. We've got to seek, set our sights on the realities of heaven. Colossians 3.2 in the New King James reads this way. Set your mind, say it with me, set your mind. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. Now it is not saying to us to ignore the things of earth. It is not saying, "Do not pay attention to the things of earth." It is not saying, "See, I don't have to wash my car or do my yard. I don't have to take care of stuff. I don't have to be nice to people. I don't have. I don't have to pay. T- I don't pay taxes or nothing else. My, I'm just. My, I'm just set on heaven, and you're missing the point. It is not saying, you know, although it sets your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. What it is saying is stop fixating, stop staring. Stop being so distracted and preoccupied with what's going on here. There's a higher gaze that you're to have, yet you are to take care. Let me put it to you this way. So we're heaven bound, but I'm heaven helped. Say it with me. I'm heaven bound and I'm heaven helped. And so, but I'm to set my sights on the realities of heaven, set my set my mind on the things above you know it's been said that people can be so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good I think people can be so earthly good they're, they're so earthly minded they're no heavenly good I also believe people can be so earthly minded they're no earthly good and so we got to get this holy balance here that God wants us to have He's saying, stop being so fixated on all the stuff and trinkets of this world. Some people, our our culture is consumer culture, collection culture. We want to get stuff, get stuff, get stuff, have stuff, look at stuff, go see stuff, buy stuff, trade stuff. Do you know what's going to happen to your stuff? Yard sale. (laughs) Landfill. Even stuff that's like, oh, this is all my special stuff right here. Your kids don't want it. <laughs> you know, and we just get so fixated on all our stuff and trinkets. And then accomplishments and where we go and who we know. It doesn't matter. And then we get so fixated and distracted with all the evil and problems of the world. And then sometimes, too, we just get to a place. We've been here so long, it seems like, that we just settle in. We just start to act like this is our home. This is where we are. Look at me. This is not your home. This is not your home. You're heaven bound. I said you're heaven bound. And you're heaven helped. John Eldridge, great Christian writer. in his one book called The Journey of Desire. Writes a story about a sea lion. I'm just going to read an excerpt here. He said, once upon a time there lived a sea lion who had lost the sea. He lived in a country known as the Barren Lands, high on a plateau, far from any coast. It was a place so dry and dusty that it could only be called a desert. A kind of coarse grass grew in patches here and there, and a few trees were scattered across the horizon, but mostly it was dust and sometimes wind, which together makes one very thirsty. Of course, it must seem strange to you that such a beautiful sea creature should wind up in a desert at all. He was, mind you, a sea lion, but things like this do happen. How the sea lion came to the barren lands, no one can remember. It all seems so very long ago. So long, in fact, it appeared, it appears as though he had always been there. Not that he belonged in such an arid place. How could that be? He was, after all, a sea lion. But as you know, once you have, hear this, once you have lived so long in a certain spot, no matter how odd, you come to think of it as home. You're the sea lion. This is the desert. Later in the story, he runs into a tortoise. And the tortoise says, maybe this is the sea. Sounds like our culture. The tortoise also says, you must learn to be happy here. And Eldridge's point is, you're the sea lion. You're meant for the sea. Don't get all comfortable here. Don't just blend in here. We're heaven bound, but we're heaven helped while we're here. Are y'all with me? Philippians tells us our citizenship is in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Hebrews thirteen fourteen says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has written and set eternity in the human heart. It means God has placed an awareness in us that there is something more, hear me, there's something more than this. And God, it's God placed, it's in every human heart, eternity, a taste of eternity that we know that there's something more than this. Let me tell you what our culture has done though, professing themselves to be wise, they have become fools. And they want to tell you there's no heaven, there's no hell. And so they dramatize it to extremes and cartoonize it and deny it. And we're too smart to think that there's a heaven or hell or there could be a God or a devil. And there's going to be a rude awakening for a whole lot of people. And I just want to tell you, you're a sea lion. You're bound for the sea. You're a citizen of heaven. Heaven's your home. This is not our permanent home. Don't get so settled in here. Now, let me tell you that while you're here, you need to be the best folks that are here. Uh, You're a little slow on that amen right there. While we're here, we're to be the best folks that are here. We're the happy, helpful people at work. We're the good, helpful neighbor. We're the ones who show up early and stay late. We're the ones who greet people that don't get greeted. We're the ones who love everybody. We're not not the angry posters. Well, let me tell you what the Word of God says. If you use that voice, I don't want to hear what the Word of God says. I'm back to the message. This world is not our home. And we're feeling less and less at home here we're just passing through this is a season this is a pit stop life is a vapor do you hear me life is a vapor how many of you know life goes guy so fast I was just in seventh grade (laughs) and I had bangs Don't laugh at me. I've seen your yearbook. (laughs) Psalm 103, verse 15 and 16, our days on earth are like grass, wildflowers, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we're gone. Don't let that be fatalistic. Let that just inform us that heaven's my home. I'm just, I'm just passing through. So no matter how good or bad, no matter how happy or sad you think life here on earth is, better is coming. Amen. Maybe everything's all swell in your little world, better is coming. Amen. Maybe things are pretty stinky in your your world, better is coming. Maybe it's a real mix like most lives are. Better is coming. Come on, y'all, better is coming. Heaven is coming. Romans 8, 18. That is why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. 2 Corinthians four seventeen. Paul continues with the same theme. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see, huh, will last forever. Philippians 1, 21 and 22 in the message says, alive, I'm Christ's messenger, dead, I'm his bounty, life versus even more life, I can't lose. As long as I'm alive in this body, there is good work for me to do. I want to back up there, and it says life versus even more life I can't lose. Let me say this to you real quick. Billy Graham, and I wanted to write it down exactly. Billy Graham said this, Someday you will hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? I shall be more alive than I am now. I will have just changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. Your loved ones that have passed. I know in the last couple of years, a lot of, a lot of people were aware of even some people that were here with us last week that are not with us this week. But your loved ones that have passed in Jesus would tell you that they took the right path. They would tell you how awesome heaven is. And they would also tell you what the rest of this verse says. Where it says, as long as I'm alive in this body, there's good work for me to do. So as long as we're here, folks, listen to me. As long as we're here, we're heaven bound, but we're heaven helped. And as long as we're here, as long as we're here, and we're here, we have great purpose. Come on, say it. Great purpose. And full provision. Full provision. And while we're here, though, our sights are not staring, fixated, just obsessed with what's going on right here we are very aware you know it's just like i'll be home for christmas but now there's traffic jam car overheated this happened That have the bridges out over the river and through the woods i mean we're just trying to get somewhere but if you bear in mind i'm going somewhere i'm going somewhere rather we fixate on the car overheated The bridge is out, the traffic's jammed. Realize I'm going somewhere and I'm helped while I'm here. There are things that I'm to do here, but I'm headed there. Don't get so obsessed and fixated on here. And a whole lot of you, ready for this? Back off on so much news. Just wanna let that land just for a minute. (laughs) Case it didn't come through the speakers. Back off on so much news. Okay? Because what it does, it's on repeat, folks. It's on repeat, repeat, repeat. And here's a different person to tell you the same thing in a worse way. And over and over and over and over and over. And some of you are going to need to, just as the scripture commands us set your sights seek the things that are above take care of what you need to take care of here stay informed know what's going on do what you're supposed to do here but don't just get so roiled in all of this that we're stomping around in mud puddles when we we ra- we rather be thinking about this i'm about to walk on streets of gold i'm playing with trinkets and stuff and getting distracted and involved in all these things And there's, I have a good work. There are better things. There's a high call for me to take care of here. I'm heaven bound, but I'm heaven helped while I'm here. And if you get too fixated on this and that and this and that and all the politics and all the stuff of the world, I'm telling you what, you're going to drain off your joy and you're looking down when Jesus said, I want you to be looking up, be looking up. Amen. Amen. Let me read to you something here. It's a biblical imperative. Set your mind. Think about the things of heaven. C.S. Lewis, if you've never read any C.S. Lewis, you need to read some C.S. Lewis. He was a British genius, scholar, and uh, agnostic at best, atheist. And he came to know Jesus and became one of the strongest voices of reason that he could, in rational ways, describe things, describe spiritual things that helps us to understand. He's one of the most quotable people ever on the planet. And I have a quote by C.S. Lewis I want to read to you. It'll be on the screen for you, too. It's about a paragraph, but I want you to listen to this because every word matters. He says, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world are just those who thought the most of the next world. The apostles themselves who set on foot in the conversion of the Roman Empire, the great men who built up the Middle Ages, the English evangelicals who abolished the slave trade, all left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. It is since Christians, hear this, It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. How powerful. Why didn't I write that? Listen, we're still here. And hear this, we're still here, and while we're here, we have to let heaven, the thoughts of heaven, the reality of heaven, the eventuality of heaven, our allegiance to heaven, we have to let that inform and shape our perspective and our approach to everything here in life. We're not snooty people that are just cutting through, taking a shortcut through something. We are here on assignment. We are on a journey with a destiny. But God, by holy design, has us cutting through this desert. And he doesn't want us to just settle in that this is our place. But he wants us to be a blessing. He blesses your life. He brings heaven into your life. He brings your heaven helped. So along the way, hopefully, some other people are going to follow and go with you. And also be heaven bound. So let's, let's not isolate ourselves. As long as we're here, we have a good work to do, the scripture says. I know I've said it a dozen times. We're heaven bound, but we're heaven helped. And part of what is going to help you, Jesus said, it's an imperative out of scripture. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your mind on heaven, on the things that are above. He did not say ignore all of this. He said it's with that kind of mindset that we're going to have the greatest impact as we go through here. And I'll just finish with this. Everybody's going to spend forever somewhere. It's either going to be heaven or hell. And as long as there's a heaven or hell, church growth is not an option. And church growth is not just our numbers. Church growth. You ready for this? Is me growing. It's you growing. It's you realizing every day, getting up every day, I'm, I'm going to heaven. We used to sing a song, I'm bound for the promised land. But we have a great work to do while we're here. Heaven helped. Heaven bound. Heaven helped. Let's make it count. Amen? Amen. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? I pray so. I pray so.